0: Welcome to DevCast at Night. Dev Technology Group delivers IT solutions that enable government missions just like we have for 20 years. And this podcast is where we share the inspiration behind our work. Now, tonight, that inspiration is brought to you by Templeton Rye Whiskey, or if you prefer, the Four Roses Small Batch Bourbon. Uh, I'm Will Nichols with CTO Yemi Oshanai and Director of Technology, Adam D'Angelo. Cheers, guys. Good to see you uh, back in the studio. And, Let's try this nice whiskey here. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, um mm. we were chatting a little bit before we started recording, and I don't know if you guys had had some topics you wanted to get to. Um you want to talk a little bit about that Amazon issue or and how how it might relate to uh technology in, in general. I was saying that Amazon is, is looked at now in sort of antitrust terms. They're, they're not just a giant company that puts other companies out of business. They're also this platform. If you want to sell something in the U.S., you're going to be on Amazon. And Amazon could decide, hey, we like what you're making. We like that widget. We're not going to make it and brand it with our You know, – they've got the new Amazon Basics branding. So they can, they can then, you know, test your sales, look at your widget, and then boom – Knock you right out of business. You know this is this is tough. It's a tough time to be. I think it's also a golden age of innovation. But it's a tough time when you have when you have players like Amazon that can really just suck up and knock you out like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, we've had companies with monopolistic behavior for well as long as we've been a, a, a democracy, right, or a capitalistic society for that matter. But Amazon's a beast that's pretty unique i think um i i buy everything through amazon um i i don't go to the store anymore i mean i'll go to the supermarket that's about it everything else i buy paper towels uh toilet paper you know microphones right okay i I I bought a
0: gallon jug of my favorite shampoo sure yeah it's it's a third the price of what i paid at whole foods and they bring it to you that's yeah. convenient. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. busy, right? Right.
1: I have, I have to work longer hours to buy all the stuff on Amazon, right? Yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, they and they keep innovating. So, you know, one of the things that I do, and, it, and it's purely just because I love it, the idea. It's the Amazon Locker. I, I mean, Amazon will drop it on my doorstep, but I just, I think it's cool to go to the locker. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just go to. I mean, I can go to Whole Foods, a the supermarket. I, there's so many places that they do that. But that's because they constantly look at their process, their products, and they're constantly innovating. They take feedback and they move forward. So, you can say, you know, monopoly or whatever they're doing, but- Listen, you you know, know?
0: I think Alan Greenspan, the former Fed chairman and and economist, said a monopoly is only bad if it's coercive. You know, if if Amazon retains its position as the top dog, as as this top platform and uh, retailer, who cares if they're a monopoly, if if it's super, super lower prices than we're, we're seeing in convenience everywhere else?
1: I think there are long-term effects to that as well. I mean, in the short term, sure, we have access to great products, um, an innovative way to shop and buy things. Um, yeah, and you're right, it's cheaper than, you know, a brick-and-mortar store, right? Um, but there's still a long-term ramifications to that in terms of putting people out of jobs um, where did these cheap products come from I guarantee they're not being manufactured most of them are not being manufactured here in the United States And don't get me wrong that's not an issue that Amazon created but It certainly
2: magnifies that, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword, right? So they do that, and you're right, there's, there's some exploitativeness there. But at the same time, so Amazon has, like, the fleet of drivers. So you can have your own business, a small business, and have a fleet of Amazon trucks. They provide you the truck. They provide you a route. And all you have to do is maintain it. And, you know, voila, you make money. And then they also support small people making. So if I, let's say, I make bottles and i make a unique kind of bottle because i'm a bottle maker but i don't i can't operate at scale i sell on amazon and i sell so i mean there is some bad but there's also some good it's like it opens up a lot of markets for people absolutely to
0: to to, to bring those products to market that people never had obviously
2: and you got a brand name without a franchise now so i can use amazon's name to sell my goods but i don't have to pay them like a franchise fee i mean and then i mean so it's not so bad, but you have to yeah. figure out a way to balance that right so.
0: well and and as a monopoly and in that in that in that space, they've gotten so good at at their i t systems and the supply chain efficiency the 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 delivery of what they do, but surely it couldn't be that hard for i don't know eBay or some other auction or retail, online retail, retail site to spin up. If if, if Amazon suddenly finds themselves, uh, if Amazon raises their prices beyond what the market could be, even though they're enormous, even though the scales are huge, even though the barriers of entry are pretty high to what they do, there are entities out there that could jump in. I mean, eBay, what happened to eBay? They never became that big retailer sort of an auction site they're huge, they're big, but they're not Amazon, but they've got they've got a infrastructure and a and it, you know that they are a co- a competitor yeah, to I Amazon say, in that retail yeah. space
2: yeah I, I think they are i mean and there's some folks that could explode if Amazon raised their prices like Google express I mean I don't think many people use them, but if Amazon was expensive that's a you know alternative Wayfair seems to be doing pretty good, but they're kind of niched so i I think we don't want to overlook though is amazon's infrastructure so they have supply chain they have the trucks they have folks that have been using it for a long time even if they raise their price a little bit i don't think people are running away and then we're we're so brand sensitive these days that it, it, it's kind of like if amazon raised their prices just because they're amazon people will still use them
1: yeah absolutely i mean it, they're ubiquitous with shopping online i mean i I don't go anywhere else. I don't think about eBay. I don't think about Wayfair. The first thing I do when I need to buy something for the house is go to Amazon and see what they have. Maybe I'll maybe comparison shop, but probably not because I pay for the Amazon Prime membership, which now I get some MP3s and some movie access and two-day delivery. Are you kidding me? That's amazing for free. I mean, not for free. I pay a yearly membership, but you forget about that as soon as you put it on your American
2: Express card. Yeah, It's gone. Yeah, sometimes it's the same day. So the same day delivery oh, blew me away. Blows yeah, me. Same day delivery. <laughs> so you're right. It's, it, why yeah, would you they're, switch? They're
0: not just a threat to to retailers, uh, the Targets and the Walmarts and other big retailers. They're a threat to content creators, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, inter- entertainment networks. Okay. They're a threat to UPS and FedEx. Yes, they are. They're, they're now a delivery yes, company.
1: Yep. Yeah. you know, I, I, It's really I, remarkable. It is remarkable, and I appreciate that. I mean, I love yeah. disruptors. I mean, I think I that's think hugely important. I think, I think that is what innovation is. I don't think it's their IT, – of course, their IT infrastructure is innovative, but they're disrupting the global marketplace with how they um, deliver products, the way they've we, – frankly, we've kind of reimagined the IT – not IT, um, media creation delivery as well. It's, it's all part of what they're doing right now, and it, it's amazing. But at the same time, they are turning into this giant, giant monopoly. I wasn't surprised when they said that they were coming to D.C. Remember when they were talking about HQ2, for a long time before that I said, they're definitely coming to DC. I think you did say that, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and the reason for that is obvious, right? They're going to have to start getting into that political space a little bit more. Bezos already has the Washington Post and you know a house or two in the DC area, and you know what? As, as time goes on, he's going to spend a lot more time on Capitol Hill, lobbying, making sure that the interest, his interests and the interests of Amazon are are protected and taken care of. I mean, and, and that's part of the game at this point. I mean, they are. A very, very big and very powerful company.
2: So. Yeah, but but again, they're doing things that that help people. I have a friend of mine also lives in D.C. I mean, he doesn't go grocery shopping. I mean, the grocery shopping comes to him, and he will not do anything but Amazon. I mean, we forget about Amazon Prime movies. I mean, th- th- you almost don't know what they're going to do next. I keep getting these texts. My dad's a real estate agent. I, I used to help him that Amazon's moving into real estate. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, they'll probably do it better. So if it's to the benefit of the consumer, you know, it it is a monopoly, and and we have to watch it, but it's to the benefit of the consumer. You have to ask yourself, I can squash that monopoly and then have all these people doing it uh, the old way or the slow way, or I can have, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll have real estate contracts mailed to your house, and then you sign it, you mail it back in a day. I mean, a courier. I don't know. they, They might do something better. Let's see what they
0: got. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody needs to improve that
2: no, uh, yeah. real estate closing process. <laughs> that, is that is a, the just worst. A, it is the oh, worst. Showing Let's, up and you—they you, they <laughs> may improve that. What if they can do it all virtually? Yeah. I, mean, I why? Why should we stop them from doing that?
0: No, not at all. I—I uh, yeah. I, I don't I, look like you say I love Amazon. In in my mind, it's mostly a uh, positive thing that they are who they are are who they are and what they are. I, I, I find if you look at other companies through that same perspective, though, say the Facebook. Say Facebook, it's not just a retailer; it's a source of information. It's almost a de facto network that everybody has, and uh, the the barriers to entry and the power of controlling that inflow of information is a little different dynamic than just selling retail items it's it's not it's not a it's not the same in economic you know it, it's not just economics mm-hmm. it's influence and power yeah. and manipulation yeah. and fraudulent information the, the risks to having one or two networks like that yeah. that are difficult to disengage and reengage with a completely different one you know we're not all going to switch off of facebook you know, it's it's just a fact of life.
2: It's also not true commerce, right? The thing about Amazon is we pay a fee for Prime, and we pay a fee to get service. With Facebook, you know, we have a quote-unquote free service, and then the, the the free part is us giving up our data so that you can use the data for whatever purpose you have. So once You're you give product. up your data, right? Yeah, I think exactly, thank, the thank you. You are the product. Yeah. So if you want to be the product. It, and it's like what merchant of Venice, the pound of flesh. <laughs> so if, if that's what you're giving up, you have to understand that you're putting yourself in harm's way. Enough people don't understand it, don't know the ramifications, and when it happens, well, th- they've I mean, they're been told
0: they they're, won't you know, be in harm's way. Oh, we take ah, security come on seriously. <laughs> yeah, but but it's not like people of it's not like it's not like Mark Zuckerberg and the chief of security. At Facebook, we're telling people, look, there's risk to using this. That's right, they They're saying, hey, yeah. we, we implement safe, secure standards. Now, we know being in IT and the space, space we're in, that's, it's kind of marketing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, it's kind of overselling how much they care about yeah. us.
2: Yeah, but they sell your data. So they sell your data. Here's my thing. We ensure ins- safe standards. We protect your data. But when we sell it, and there's probably somewhere in that 40,000-page agreement that when we sell your data or sell your pictures or your history, once it's out of our hands, I mean, that's, that's not us anymore. Well, uh, but, right? But
1: there are, there are other consequences to this as well. I mean, I think our last presidential election— it tells a very interesting story about this, right? I mean, we we were targeted by other nations. Uh, <laughs> um, you
2: didn't have too much of that yet. <laughs> I'm not here to accuse anybody. Or Formerly known as any the, sovereign uh, nation. <laughs> but look,
1: we're, we're the product. Um, advertisements were placed um, and, and and further split and divided us amongst our very partisan lines. Um, and d- did it have an effect on the election? Uh, I, it, it sounds that way. I don't know if the, if the results are conclusive, but um, it had it became a platform for divisiveness and may have influenced a presidential election and arguably the one of the greatest democracies ever to exist on this planet. So, you know, did Mark Zuckerberg think that was going to happen? Absolutely not. I think he was as shocked as everybody else was that that was occurring. Um, so there are dangers to these powerful platforms that even the creators, no matter how innovative, can't foresee. There's always somebody nefarious out there who's going to find a way to take advantage or abuse a system. Um, and these powerful systems are very ripe for abuse, right? Um,
0: and I also think the owners of those systems have a blind spot. when you know, People told Mark Zuckerberg that these you know these things were going on these manipulations and not just say with with the election but um you know abuses in in other countries where where facebook and instagram are used to you know against against their own citizens and so i i don't i don't Look at the risk from Facebook on sort of an individual level. I, I I can accept it. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna you can have my information to market more successfully to businesses. I'm I'm kind of okay with that. What bothers me about the, these uh, social networks is sort of that influence that 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 big view of influence right. Right. that. Manipulation right. that is possible by a, by a few actors. You well, know, yeah, yeah, cognitive a Few people can issues. really leverage that yeah, network.
2: Yeah, And then you compare it to. So we we started out talking about a monopoly, but you have someone that captures your data, it, like you sell yourself, kind of like we're saying, and then you have them able to manipulate the way people think. I mean, that's mind-boggling. So I put a set of ads in front of you, and because I've watched a pattern of how you react to that, I can uh, kind of influence. Your behavior with those ads, and, and that's proven. I mean, we go back to Pavlov. That's proven. I mean, you talk. If I'm putting Monopoly in one hand and putting that in the other hand, I mean, that totally outweighs it on the scales to me. I mean, that, that's that's like a violation of of epic proportions, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's something that we, we we we've we've done since the Mad Men era of you know when we started targeting advertisement and doing focus groups. I mean. Every supermarket in America when we grew up played softer, slow tempo music because it gets you more relaxed. You move at a slower pace, you spend longer in the store. They always put the produce in the front because it's the freshest. It makes you think the quality of the store is high. It's all conditioning, it's all marketing, it's all research. And now it's just done, you know, not you know, on steroids, right? It's just amped up because now we have better data collection, more data being collected, and it's Is it dangerous? You know, I don't know. I guess that's what we're discussing. But it's certainly a very powerful tool. And, you know, you know, looking at Facebook in the last election, I mean, I think it was very dangerous. Um, But on our previous podcast, you know, we were talking about the Arab Spring and and there's obviously is good to these platforms as well, Um, allowing people in countries who may have a find themselves in a difficult position to organize and coalesce around freedom or free thought, um, we're able to use these platforms to their their benefit. So, yeah, of course, you know, we're here kind of talking about maybe some of the downsides of these platforms, but obviously there's a a great benefit in some use cases as well. Um, I I think... (laughs) Well, we have some technical difficulties. <laughs>
0: technical, our studio is falling apart. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Have another
1: drink. Okay,
0: It'll and be then fine. It, won't, it won't be so bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think, I think it's important for us to recognize that, you know, we, as consumers and users of these platforms, it's our responsibility to know what's going on as well. And I'm not saying you have to read that user agreement, that SLA that's 40 pages long and lawyers speak, <laughs> but, you know, you do need to pay attention. And I think, you know. In, in the hindsight of the, the previous election, I think you owe yourself the, the, the question and really sit down and think about, hey, you know, is this platform good for me, good for my family, good for society? You know, I, I think you can make an argument going yeah. both ways, and I think you have to. I think you always need to.
2: So, so, slight criticism of our population. So, you make that comment, and, and you know, we're at the same level of understanding and technical education— what about folks that don't have that background or don't have the knowledge? They're going on to connect with their friends. They're going on to see cool pictures and the cat that does backflips. Yeah, <laughs> the cat memes. I, know. I mean, so at, at what point is it okay to levy that responsibility on those people? They're not thinking about that. And when you talk about the agreement that's forty pages, I said, "Oh, there's an agreement." I thought the okay was that I could use it. I mean, I mean, this is just real talk, right? Well, now we're just talking about complexity,
1: right? I mean, that's a complexity argument. And I I have, living in D.C., I have this discussion with my friends a lot about politics, right? I I don't believe that any of our politicians actually know how the world, the global economy, global political system works. I I think it's too complicated. I think there's a fear of change, not because I like things the way they are, but because I honestly have no idea what's going to happen if I pull this string. and. I think that's the problem, and of course, yeah. I mean,
0: there's say- also there's also uh, a lot of mistrust in experts now. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we're, we are somebody the people who do know how the world works. The do they? You know, the, well, there are the people ex- who know who's that, the expert, but, so, <laughs> but the people <laughs> who don't know, you know, <laughs> don't have that expertise. I don't know who the experts uh, are. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to know who to trust. There's a lot of demonization in the mm-hmm. in the press. And social media, picking sides, choosing a team.
2: <laughs> well, I think so, and that's—I think that's the point. So, if if I as a user go on to Facebook and, and I'm going to connect with my family, and I start to see ads, whose responsibility is to educate me that those ads could negatively influence me, and how do I know they are? Because you know, I mean, what do we represent? Five percent, 10 percent of the population having this conversation? I don't know. Is it 20? Is it 30? There's a population out there that has no clue when they get on a Facebook of what's going on, what the impact would be from any of those ads. And they probably, as we're talking about, you know, voter manipulation and all that stuff, they probably think we're crazy.
1: Well, also, what are those ads? Are there things that those people probably agreed with anyway or were prone to believe anyway, right? So if you see something that you kind of agree like oh hillary clinton is a crook and we should lock her up because she you know committed these crimes cool i, I was already thinking that anyway and and, <laughs> and 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 fox news told me that and rush limbaugh told me that and all my friends were saying that anyway and i uh, i know the clintons are crooks so now you know it's just another piece of information that you probably already were believe well, you were prone to believe that anyway and i think you know well i mean that's an entirely different conversation around you know kind of you know, the, the polarization of our political belief system in this country. Oh, that would be a whole nother yeah, that's, that's <laughs> tangent that we would go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to have to pour ourselves another glass of... Uh, oh, I think that's a whole bottle. A whole bottle? Well, <laughs> so let's change the subject a little bit. Yeah, um, let's and do that. this is Will's <laughs> job. Um, how do you guys like the rye? Are you guys whiskey drinkers? I'm I mean, a whiskey I know, drinker. This is I know you're <laughs> a whiskey
2: yeah, yeah, I'm a whiskey yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one did I have the yeah, rye? Yeah, Templeton rye. Yeah, but you had the good stuff.
0: Oh, of course! I only have the good stuff. Well, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't really drink. And, oh my uh, God! Seriously? Yeah, not not much. Oh,
2: are you, and uh, oh,
0: not not out of any moral, mm. ethical issue or anything. Or, no, I'm, I'm just making uh, sure you
2: don't drink too much. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're um, gonna have a great time. It just doesn't settle with me too well. But this is smooth. It is very smooth. So, uh, uh, this is very non-technical, as well, technical but not computer technical. Adam is a connoisseur. I mean, you know, he's a connoisseur. He is a connoisseur. He's going to deny it, but he's a connoisseur. Awesome. So when he picks something, it is of a pristine quality.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yes,
2: yes.
1: Well, thank you, Jimmy. I think being a connoisseur of alcohol is a polite way to say that you're a casual alcoholic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and we're kindred spirits in that that, that vein.
0: (laughs) So what's the difference between rye? We've got one rye and one bourbon.
1: Right. Um... I, Mr. I, I, I can, connoisseur. I, I could probably give you a really bad answer to this that you're going yes. to have to edit out. Um I think, <laughs> I think it has to do with the percent of uh wheat in a mash. Yep. Um where I think over fifty-one percent of the mash needs to be rye um for a rye whiskey. Um for bourbon, I think fifty-one percent I think it needs to be corn. Um I don't know if any of that is actually correct though. Sounds good to me. Thanks. No, I'm going to use it. It's a lot better than <laughs> anyone around You're here would be source. able to say. How yeah. about that? Please edit that out. I don't want that in the podcast. I just the comments are going to roll in. I don't want to angry tweets. Yeah, I can't <laughs> deal with that. Uh,
2: angry. I think it would be awesome tweets. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you know – so Karen, our producer in a, in a studio here, <laughs> just said if we got tweets, to would be good. You have to be edgy to get a tweet. Tonight, we're edgy. <laughs> edgy IT guys. Somebody locked the door.
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we're also sort of reasonable about the Amazon antitrust thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're not should
1: controversial we hard- enough. Maybe from- we should take a harder line. Yeah. We, we
2: should break them up. I mean, you, I you break know. them up. I want them to be a monopoly because I want my same-day delivery. I'm know. i I'm like going that. to the locker tonight I like- because I have something shipped to me. It, it, you know, it's funny. Amazon just has a – you know, we talk about all this stuff. There's a cool factor there. I took my daughter to the Amazon locker, and I gave her the phone with the barcode. And when she scanned it, the door opened and She was just like, whoa. And I, and I think they do that intentionally. It, it's not just about, you know – um, efficiency and and things that you need. It's also about that cool factor. So people want to use them. They
0: add
1: like a little sound
0: effect to the it's locker a, the door. Like, pop, oh, the locker door
2: opens up and you wow. pick it out. It's like a gift. It's like Christmas all over again.
1: Oh, well, totally. I mean, I've, my wife and I order enough stuff on Amazon that Almost every day of the week, we have a package waiting for us, right? <laughs> don't get me wrong; it's nothing cool. It's usually a household, oh, pro- box of tissues, uh, some toilet paper, oh, sponges. Oh, thank God, we have new kitchen sponges. <laughs> but you know what? It's still fun to open a box, every right? Day. Who cares, right? Yeah.
0: Have you seen when they do the the delivery tracking when they use the Amazon? The Amazon delivery, they'll take a picture of your doorstep where yes. they threw that. Yes. Well, I, yes. I ordered something the other day and I have this absurd address. 11655 is my, my street address. Well, around the corner, less than a block away, is another 11655. So, twice now, I've looked at the Amazon tracking. Your, your package has arrived. There's the picture. It's not my doorstep. Oh, no. But I wandered around the neighborhood till I found that doorstep, and I found my package. Interesting. Funny, huh?
2: And it was there, though. God. It was there. That's good it was there. It was there.
0: leaning up against the door, and I just
2: stole it. It was mine. You may be on some camera right now taking that on Fox 5 News. Yeah. Yeah, Will and just took a package the off the lives door. The <laughs> was like, I didn't order this, but this guy stole it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if you guys have a ring doorbell. We have one in at our house. So I get all these updates throughout the day from other people in my ring neighborhood. Um, other folks who live in DC people, Oh, somebody stole my package off my doorstep. So if you see these people, I don't know. I don't know if they're like suggesting vigilante justice or what they're saying, but they're like, you know, it's amazing how many cameras out there. There are, um, how much data there is, you know, this comes back to every conversation we've had today. It's about all this data collection and our, our capabilities that are Kind of strange and borderline creepy. I mean, none of this stuff existed when we were kids. Um, And and here we are talking about it and appreciating it like it's very normal. It's hard for us to actually stop and put perspective to, is this normal? Should it be
2: normal? Is it good? I don't know. Um, That's a good question. So so I, I think data is necessary right so so data has always been the heart of everything we do in technology, right that's why it's IT information technology, but you you have to protect the data and you have to have the right data. I think we've gotten lazy in data we take everything uh, so that we can glean it later, right so if you, you like so ring central, right if I take a picture of the guy, that stolen something on my doorstep, you actually get a stream of photos before and after, right? If we were to do it right, the intelligent, um, the AI would go in and say, I just want the guy's face that took it. I don't want the license plate that rolled by before that. I don't want the person that was kissing on the doorstep (laughs) before that. But, I mean, I I think you're right. We have to identify how much data we're taking in. Are there privacy rights we're violating? um, And, you know, how we use that data when we get it. And that's my thing about Facebook too. When we talked earlier, is that they have so much data that I think is exploitative at a certain point. And it's not just Facebook; it's the iPhone. It's this. Did you guys know when you go into bars and if you jump on their Wi-Fi, you're actually giving them data? Yeah, of course. Yeah, airports, Starbucks. That's the thing. But but again, we quote unquote know that because of the agreement. But people don't know what they're giving them. Then They look at your preferences. They can know where you've been in the last day because you've agreed to jump on their Wi-Fi.
1: sure and, and anything that you do while
2: you're on that network is
1: fair game for anybody fair who wants to look game. at it, it fair it's not game. very
2: difficult it's, uh, Big Brother has arrived a lot earlier than we thought
1: <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's not the federal government this time it's not <laughs> it's everybody else <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a little bit behind yes I mean, they are don't get me wrong they're still trying are probably pretty successful uh,
2: they're probably pretty successful so it's it's that one three letter agency that's got us <laughs> everybody, everybody everybody else really talks about them No, because we we're smart not to
0: <laughs> well you know this the data all of this data has is led do a lot of benefits too all of the little nudges we know about now like uh you you if if you Require people to opt out of the 401k instead of requiring them to opt in. We know you're going to have this great benefit of better investment and savings and retirement of, you know, it's little nudges and data, data tells us those things, right. you yeah. know.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, So the goal of capturing data, kind of to bring your two points together, the goal of capturing data was to be able to predict what people want and get it to them before – or as they think of it, right? Um, But in doing so, I think you walk a fine line because you have to collect enough data to be able to predict. And when you collect enough data to predict, I think you collect sometimes more data than you need to have. So 401K, I wanna know what the point is of retirement, but you don't need to know all the debt that someone has that could lead to knowing they have a medical issue or a family issue, or divorce, or something like that. But unfortunately, that data is tied. So there comes some kind of moral and privacy responsibility when you're collecting the data. I, I, and I don't have the answer. How, how do you manage that? Who, who managed that? Whose responsibility is that? Because the data, now you signed off on that to be able to take that out of like your financial 401k information. But you, but you can glean anything from that. It, it, it's It's scary, but... I mean, it's reality, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I look at this data collection and
1: some of these tools out there today, uh, Facebook, Google, Amazon, are they really improving our quality of life? I mean, really. I mean, the convenience factor is nice, but is it actually making you happier or making your life better at the end of the day? Uh, I, I don't know, I think I think the complexity it adds and the confusion that it adds that we're talking about right now, about who owns what data, who's responsible for this, adds a complication that at some point we kind of all shrug our shoulders frankly and say, I have no idea. Have you heard uh, you know, any congressional testimonies, you know, when you get these like CEOs from, you know, the the big uh Silicon Valley companies coming out there and our congressmen and women have no idea what's going on. Um, even after they're prepared for this. And they're supposed to pass laws and legislation around how to protect us and our data. They don't know what's going on. Mark Zuckerberg didn't really know what was going on with Facebook and how it was being used and abused in the last election. You know, it, it it's very scary because there are always going to be people out there who are going to take advantage of all that data. Um whether whether the intention behind it is good, right? Whether it is saying, "Hey, I want to create a, a proper picture of Yemi and his family so I know how much money he's going to need to retire and be comfortable." But I don't know. That it, do the does the the bad outweigh the good? Does the good outweigh the bad? I mean,
2: that's tough to say because, yeah, it's tough to say. I think some of the good is a necessity. So I, I think, especially with retirement, like we're focusing on that conversation, with the way social security is, I think there is a need to understand what people can use to retire. Um, but, you are going to pull in more information than you need and you are going to have information that you shouldn't have. It, it, it's almost like you're telling, if you are responsible for that data, you have to turn a blind eye to everything that you don't need. And then you have to trust those people that have the data to turn the blind eye to what they don't need. But in reality, if there's a profit to be gleaned by that or, or an advantage to be, how much can you trust that person? How much can you trust that entity? Let me not say person, huh. that entity.
1: Data storage is so cheap. You might as well keep the data and decide if you need it later. Ah, and that's what
2: people do. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what people do. Yeah. And I and I think you're right. Uh, one of the things that, that you kind of <coughs> hinted to is that, you know, if you look generationally, right, uh, today's generation, and I, I would say even, like, the lower half of the gen xers all the way to the post millennials they operate differently i think the average intelligence and awareness of those folks are higher when it comes to data and technology than the than obviously the generation before so congress senators those folks are unaware of how much they know so they they're, they're unable to relate so they're unable to build regulation because you know we're, we're 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 so intertwined with our mobile devices we're so intertwined with the internet that data transfers all over the place. I mean, you know, we're, um, you know, my son is, is going off to college right now. And my wife was texting me today t- saying that the colleges want us, because we're doing the FAFSA, want us to send social security information via email. She goes, I would just want to call them and tell them on the phone. And they want us to email it. And so obviously it's one of the older colleges that want us to email it. And I said, well, email it with a protected email and send the password in a different email. Well, they don't understand how to receive that. And so, so you're dealing with like this generational gap. And this thing we're so accustomed to. And we do it all the time. I'll send you an email, and then I'll do a nondescript email later with the password for, for what's encrypted. Okay. It's how we live. Yep. But folks before us, they're asking, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a cultural divide that, I mean, I don't know. How do we, how do we get over that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, if you want to break into any of my parents' bank accounts, I think all you need to do is um, use their grandchildren's names and, like, a, a one st- solid string all the way through and you'd have all their money. Like, they, you know, <laughs> security and, like, all, all, how all that stuff works is yeah. like just yeah. – not a consideration for them. They're like, ah, right. oh, it's super secure. Nobody will ever guess my, my grandchildren's name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we're all string, the strings we uh-huh. use now. I mean, I can't remember my password. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea what it is.
1: <laughs> That's why I save it in, uh, you know, Chrome or Safari, the, whatever I'm using at the time. I save w- all my Whatever is
2: quote-unquote secure. Whatever <laughs> secure. Yeah, they'll remember for me. And they have all my data now, right? Like now
1: Google can have all
2: my financial information
1: if they wanted it. If, well, they, if right. they turn nefarious, like, right. that's all
2: theirs. It is. Well, well how about this? Let, 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 let's flip the conversation. What if there's a world, so let's be really, really secure, but change the paradigm. If everybody's information was totally open. Like, everybody knew everybody's information, but I knew it was yours. So your social security number, your bank account, your, 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 your house code, your lock, everybody knew it, and everybody knew you had it. So at the t- point in time when someone accessed it, we knew it wasn't you that accessed it. Is that real security at that point? Because sec- security is all about protecting information, but if you don't have enough capability to protect it, why not expose it and expose access to it so we know who touches it? Yeah, that's radical I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an open marriage. Wow. That must be the Everything that's out there. the rye talking. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's probably slightly akin to the way we used to live, right? When we lived in small villages. Everybody knew everybody's business. I, I knew what you did for a living. I know how much you make, right? I know what's going on in your house because your walls aren't that thick. You know, I, we knew more about each other. We were a little bit more connected as a smaller in smaller societal groups. Um, there was probably, I knew your medical problems, right? I, I, you would know all that stuff. Um, yeah, we. I think we are, we've, we've moved to a place of being more inclined to be more secretive about our, our wealth, our health, our our lifestyles. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting question. Yeah. I,
2: I, I don't know. Because because think about it, what you just described. If everybody knew everything about you, how could I steal your identity? That's right. You couldn't. I know you. It's like, well, you're not Adam. I know. I know Adam. You're not Adam. It's like what was the the political thing? You're not Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know Kennedy. You're not. But, but that's the point. So, you know, you, you're left with a, a kind of conundrum. I can go fully open. And if I go fully open, then you can't impersonate me. But what but would I,
0: stop me from impersonating you just because it's
2: open? Everybody knows. How could you impersonate me if everybody knows it's me? But you like, might
0: not know it's not that I'm taking somebody's idea. I mean, that's a problem we have now.
2: Right.
0: It kind of is open. You know 140 million social security numbers in the equifax equifax breach so i think the question for me is if your personal information is hacked if somebody does know my mom's maiden name my social security my address my last few addresses
1: your high school mascot
0: yeah they, they have my, and by the way, those little secret questions, I always answer them with just a random string of characters and then never remember them. So I can't recover any of my own passwords. That's not secure. I can't get my data.
1: Oh, you're a nightmare but, user, Will. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am.
0: So uh, the question is, what harm is being done to you? If you ask somebody who's worried about privacy, what has been done to you that you feel violated or have you been victimized? By, uh, by a hack or somebody else knowing your information, usually it's a credit card breach. Usually yeah. they send you a new credit card and you yeah. just have to go go on your accounts. In other words, the harm is usually for any individual, not really that much. There's a few nightmare stories out there you hear about yeah. of somebody with a real problem getting their credit back and things like that. Overall, though, uh, it's one of these problems that we think of as a boogeyman, but on an individual level, it's not that big of a problem for any, most of us. Yeah. So it's like, what, whose problems are you taking on here by complaining about privacy or the lack of it? What are the actual crimes or who are the actual victims? There's financial, you know,
2: the, there are stuff. Well, I, but, yeah, but I'm just I, saying, were saying I, think yeah.
0: it, I think it's in the atmosphere, in the environment as yeah. this boogeyman. The real effects on most of us aren't that big to having our data hacked. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Let's I, I, go back to the population, I, and I, I don't know the number, 10%, 50% who we are. Yeah, we don't have an impact because we're in the financially secure sector. But let's think about the person making $35,000 a year that gets their privacy hacked, and you know it, the medical problem. So when they go into the doctor, I mean, have you guys seen the real cost of medical care? Mm. And they go in, and they're charged because you know they have a certain illness, that there's a special cure for, and you give them the highest rate instead of the rate that's more reasonable. And, and again, these same people aren't able to protect themselves because they don't have the education. That's full exploitation. Yeah. So I think those are the ones that get impacted, but those are the ones that can't help themselves. Right. And it, 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 it's, it's, again, it's crazy because, and then we won't hear those stories because it doesn't happen here. It may happen in the South or Middle America. It doesn't happen in those metropolises, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I hear what you're saying. Well, I mean, I I have personally felt no ill effect. I've definitely had my credit card company say, hey, I think somebody has your information. Were you in Puerto Rico last week? No. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to send you a new credit card. Somebody charged, you know, $100 at a Taco Bell. Um, I don't even know if they have tacos. Puerto Puerto a lot uh, of good taco. Bell. I, I would, I, I would, I would hope not. <laughs> a lot of good taco bell. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. Dollars worth of taco. Bell?
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's somebody's pretty sick right now. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the societal, you know, effects are, but, but look, I mean, is it ripe for abuse? Absolutely. You have people had very negative consequences as a result of data breach I'm sure of it do I know specifics I, I, I really don't yeah. but um, you know that that data is sensitive this you know um, somebody opens a credit card in your name and you don't know about it yeah. uh, you know geez I mean they could certainly rack up quite a cr- quite a bill there and if you don't if you have questionable credit to begin with and you're on the verge of buying a house I mean yeah. Look, I mean, people can, can ruin your life. I mean, I think Amen. we are in a very fortunate position where that hasn't happened to us. Right. But I, I'm certain that we could probably find a few folks can, who have you can had find a terrible some, experience. It's definitely
0: yeah. a problem when it does happen to somebody. Um, yeah, of course. And I've, I've definitely heard some stories of people really having having issues. But I don't, I don't think it's commensurate with the level of press and sort of cultural fear around privacy I do look yeah. I, I want these companies to keep our info as private and yeah. secure absolutely as they can but then again I have a very low expectation of it
2: well, yeah, well the know? fear is associated with some kind of marketing for a product right the more fear there is the more we, we talked about manipulation fine. before right if somebody makes yeah. a new
0: camera lens that I'm interested in I want to see it on my Facebook feed yeah, yeah. you know that's a, I'm yeah. fine with that type of you know I don't care if somebody knows I'm interested in in cameras or consumer goods or bike tires, well,
2: so but let's you know, let's, if, let's dig deeper into that. So if you're standing in your your <laughs> your kitchen and you say, you know, I I, I want to make egg whites today, and Alexa's on, and all of a sudden on your phone there there comes a you know box of egg whites. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I mean, that's real, right? I mean, because because Alexa does feed back into the 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 search engine and the search engine will show up when you do- listen. This is proven. My,
0: my Siri is turned off. I don't have Alexa.
2: No, I no. hear you. Like so, you're uh, not okay with that? <laughs> no, I, I take I take you know reasonable yeah. sort of. Yeah. Caution yeah. about
0: my settings
1: no, yeah. I, 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 like, I think everybody should I agree I, I like the targeted advertising I'll be honest about it I, I think there's nothing More ridiculous Than getting an advertisement For You know Women's swimwear When I'm lo- You know Looking at CNN That doesn't make any sense to me Alright well
0: listen We've been going for 45 minutes or so here Wow I That think was that's, uh, that's a pretty good Pretty good length
1: for a That
0: was
2: an awesome talk Yeah Dude I'm coming Def back For Dev After Dark All day well, listen, all day.
0: This this. I, should we mention on the show that Yemi is now moving on from dev, it's dev real, technology? You can mention that. Or I mean, that as long a, as no
2: one kicks me, I'm okay. Yeah. I've been getting kicked all over the well, place.
0: Congratulations on your new new position. Thank you,
2: sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to make some change. That's, that's, so that's where are you going thing. exactly? I'm going back to USCIS. I'm going to be the deputy CIO um, for um, USCIS. And, what, you know, what's USCIS. Uh, United States Citizenship and Immigration Service. So, uh, I'm hoping to go there, and they have a lot of initiatives, be a part of uh, a lot of change coming about. And that's that's kind of the thought. So i definitely sad leaving my guys here at Dev. It's a family. I keep telling Kendall that I will come back, and whenever I have a bad day, I'm going to sit in her office and vent, as, as I normally do. And, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll have business as usual almost. Yeah, but, and we'll uh, you'll definitely yeah.
0: have to come back and...
2: Uh, oh, resting isn't it, far. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be here.
0: Come back on the show and tell us how things are going over there. I, I
2: absolutely will. So, when do you start there? I start March 18th. Awesome. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah, we have a couple of farewell going away parties for you planned, I believe. I, so, it, it's Which a funny be a lot thing. Of fun. And Susie will beat me after she hears this, but <laughs> Susie and I have this exchange. And, and she's like, oh, we're going to do this. I said, no, 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 Susie. There's, there's no going away. There's no farewells because I'm not leaving. It says, "I've known Sanji for like 18, 19 years. You guys are family. I'll always be around if you need me. I don't want to go in a way." She goes, "I had a vision of a, of this and that." I was like, "No, no, no, no." And I think so. I think she ignored everything I said. <laughs> made it bigger. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I have no idea what's going on. To be honest with you, I hear of things, but I have no details. So I, I, I think I'm in trouble. No, it should be It should be fun. Oh, jeez, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it'd be know. awesome. If it's anything like the 20th anniversary. We're all in trouble. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Karen's laughing. Karen, <laughs> our producer's laughing. Smaller
1: <laughs> scale, but I'm sure to be fun. If it, it well, it may inviting s- five hundred people.
2: I mean, you may not invite them. They'll I mean, <laughs> <laughs> depends Come on where up. we're having it. <laughs> five hundred <laughs> people will show up. <laughs>
1: Should we give the location on this podcast and uh, invite all of our listeners? We all, should probably not. Both of us will probably show up. We should probably. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, no, we're going to market. We're going to
2: market. <laughs> we're going to have a lot. So I'm texting people right now. Yeah. You know what? So here's a contest. So what is today? Today is February 27th, and we have two. So we're going to double our viewership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text a few people, and we're going to have four. <laughs> Four new listeners. Four <laughs> new listeners and we're gonna multiply and we're gonna continue to multiply till Karen's happy. <laughs> yeah, top of the top of the charts, baby.
1: <laughs> Out of curiosity, can we do a live broadcast? Um, you know, not today obviously, but in the future. Is that like a possibility? Can you do a live broadcast? Live right now if you want. We could go live right now. You could do Facebook Live. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah. If we go Facebook that's live
2: That's probably
0: the easiest way to stream. I think you can stream live on YouTube as well.
2: We go Facebook Live. We can get. Views. Yeah, exactly. I just start texting people We've all just day. We That would be great. For an hour.
0: Yeah, Facebook Live. We I've got time.
2: That. We can do it before mm-hmm. I leave. Because I think I have to get permission after I leave. Because uh, I'm going
0: out of town. Ta- well, you get. Look, I'll just hand over the studio. You guys can do it yourself. Karen, leave Karen, the here. I'm going right out of town.
2: Karen looks scared right now. She looks scared. <laughs> She's a host <laughs> now. She hosted the <laughs> Women in <winning> Technology. <laughs> no, I didn't say it. Just words. keep. Pre- you did it. How yeah. was it? How'd you like it? Oh my God! You look happy. That yeah. looked happy. She did, she, you loved were, it, didn't you? Michelle and
1: Becky came very prepared. They showed me their notes. Yeah. Michelle's was like, "Look at all these notes we have." I'm like, "Oh."
2: So it was <laughs> oh, okay no, no, with them. With, 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 with us, we'd scare you. We have no notes. <laughs> did you enjoy it? We don't. Think we don't need notes.
0: We don't. No, they, don't need notes. Now, they did. It was an awesome. It's a great show. We'll get that one posted up. I edited. I actually edited it just before this one, so it's almost ready.
2: The, the Becky and. Just the, the previous show, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, well,
0: they were prepared. Well, listen, uh, yeah, they're very
1: well prepared. And, and this has been so a blast. Are you, are you trying to... Keep, wait, hold on, Will. <laughs> t- oh,
2: yeah, no, he said like, you can't close. you not going to allow you to close. To, yeah, 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 you yeah, some you
1: know, do you have to go somewhere? <laughs> still yeah, you right? still I think I should go get the Facebook Live
2: out. Right I, 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 mean, I don't, don't mind. To be. I, I, I have no problem with yeah, that. I mean, just, just, that. For, just for the record. <laughs> you know what? You can go... Hey, look, give you, a cat. <laughs> you guys can record until you the hard drive You can go to 645 if you want.
1: We might. We might be able to do that. How big is the hard drive? What does you got there? MacBook I got a few hundred...
2: Gigs laughing. No, he's, he's saying, I got other things I want to put on here. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to put the mountain bike and stuff on there. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> well, he gets home he offloads of <laughs> it. <time. laughs> Dev After Dark Adam was a genius idea. Good idea? idea. Dev it After was a Dark Genius I love it. idea. Yeah, right. Genius. It, it must continue to go. I will come back. Okay. okay. No, I need permission. You don't need permission? I'm not going to be DCI. I want to come here. I'm going to find something else.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll do this while on the you know, I mean, people write novels under pen names. Yes, we could have sure. you on the show as somebody else as well. I, what would um? I have a Vegas name, but what? we're not going to go there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if you were to be on this show under a pseudonym, what would what might it be? Charles. Charles. Yes. Okay. Yes. You buying Charles, Karen? <laughs>
2: After, after the good stuff, she'll buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> Another hit of
0: that. We'll be ready for it all.
2: Yes, Char- Charles will be on the dev out the dark.
0: Good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm wrapping it up now.
1: Yeah, whether we want to
2: or not, yeah, we're,
1: we're wrapped up. Right. I mean, good. Good luck, Ron. Every good time, luck every time up. I say <laughs> that, you know, think
0: of a great new
2: topic and Yeah, oh, think of a great, great I, I can think of a million topics. Let's talk mobile.
1: Yeah, well, so we were out at um, that, that bar in Chinatown with Kevin Cruz the other oh, week, right? Oh,
2: let's talk about that.
1: Let, let's talk about that because I said something that I thought you really liked, and I think this is a great yes, topic. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I want to get Will's input on this because I, I think this is a fun topic. Sorry, Will. <laughs> I, 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 was, <laughs> I was positing that we are... <laughs> are you Will's shutting to off or turn? I'm
2: on. Hey, we good, good. Okay. Yeah.
1: I I had thrown out there that I felt like we were getting closer to being cyborgs primarily because of our, what I call my cybernetic appendage, our cell phones, right? Where really the only difference between this and something that's implanted in your brain is the IO, right? That's the slowest part of every computer system ever, right? That that input-output device. But our ability to do mathematics, research topics, I mean, I'm way smarter with my phone than I am without Right. Like you wouldn't let your kid go through some exam at school with their phone as a teacher. Right. You'd be like, no, absolutely not, because you could look up all the answers. So are we cyborgs?
2: How soon until this is implanted in our brain? It's funny you say that. So after you said that, the ensuing weeks post that, I actually told that story to multiple people Uh, and they kind of laughed. You know, you, you have that initial like, haha, that's funny. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I told the story, you said that we're sidebars, and I said, also with that story, what you challenge us to do is go a day without your phone. And my response was, no. Actually, I said something else, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's after dark, right? Okay, so, hell no, I said. <laughs> and so, I, and, I, and I asked other people, and their response was the same. I, they said, I don't know what I would do without my phone for a day. So, forget about a day, three hours, what would you do without your phone for three hours? So, and it, you know, the appendages is kind of like tongue in cheek, but it's actually real. Uh, so, you know, I'm connected with my family. I'm connected with the news. We're sitting there and, and, and you know, I call myself an addict. But I'm not that bad. There are people that are connected to CNN. So when something happens on, on the, you know, Associated Press, because everybody gets the same news. The Associated Press, people can call it out in the middle of the office. Right? So so we're so connected that if we try to disconnect, we're going to go, like any good drug addict, we're going to go through withdrawal. And as I talked to people over time, they said, Did no, no you say any good drug, drug addict? Is that just what you said? <laughs> no, it's
1: just a funny way to... Fraser. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Um, I can Sorry, accomplished, certified, accomplished, accomplished. yes, <laughs> an credential accomplished. drug
2: addict. Whenever <laughs> you caught that, so this is like being live, right? You, you actually caught that. So the euphemism for like a, a a deep drug addict. So good, yeah. Good, any good drug addict. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm still listening. We're going through withdrawal because if you try to take take yourself out of being connected, you will have side effects. I mean, you even loss of confidence. I mean, you'd be agitated. I mean, these are things that people expressed to me as I told that story. And I literally, I was just telling people because I wanted to get the reaction. And the reaction was so funny. They're like, I would never do that. It's crazy. I mean, it's amazing. You're right. We're cyborgs. Yeah, I mean,
0: have you guys looked at the screen time? You have Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Have you looked at the screen time? It can be a little depressing sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, it can. I looked at it and just ignored it. (laughs) <laughs> turned it off. Turned it yeah, off. Yeah, turned it off. <laughs> That's I, interesting and bad. I'm an IT guy. What? I, I, am I not going to have screen time? Go away. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I, I like to try to make um, excuses for like, oh, most of my screen time on my phone is at work. You know, like oh, if I'm in a meeting, it gives me the opportunity to check emails and stay connected. Oh, look, I use it just as much out of the office as I do in the yeah, office. Yeah, no, sure. get to your
0: question. I don't think it's going to be that much longer before we have some sort of Im- implanted, you know, in in our in our eye, and our skull, and our wherever. Yeah. They're already yeah.
2: wearables You know they right So I was yeah, at, I was like, at Get wearables and They're wearables that, that can tell your ri- your Heart rhythm And a blood sure. pressure Yeah they're already there
1: well, please Yeah people have Fitbits I mean I, I'm sure You've got a, a wearable <laughs> what, what heart rate zone Are you in right now Karen
0: <laughs>
2: Uh, with, with with what she's drinking, who knows? <laughs> T- Tim Cook does.
0: <laughs> Tim Cook knows, yeah.
2: And <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny, Tim Cook probably does know. Yeah, yeah that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> that's very scary. Uh, that's in the database somewhere. Shout out to Apple Watch. <laughs>
0: well, I, I try to take, I try to, you know, every, every few days or so, I, I try to make some conscious effort to not pick it up at a time when I'm kind of unconsciously picking it up and looking at it. I don't need to grab my phone when I walk from my desk in my office to my bathroom. I can leave it at the desk, but I'll find myself sometimes like, just absentmindedly, oh, I gotta grab my phone before I go to the kitchen. And it's like, no, I just, so sometimes you can kind of take small steps and I do feel a little more free, you know, our days when we do like a long, long backcountry mountain bike ride, and I'm not on my phone. Uh, it doesn't take long to get used to not having it. You know, you go a, you go a day, Yimmy, and you might find yourself feeling like a little, a little more calm a little more chill
2: where's the uh transition point though like like is it is it three hours four hours where where do you kind of transition?
0: yeah probably probably in there even a few hours i think i think if you if you just say to yourself look when you have that impulse
2: yeah
0: yeah i don't need to answer that text the one that gets me i'm driving i see a text comes in and i'm like
1: What's it say?
0: <laughs> there is no reason I ever need to see a text when I'm cruising down four ninety-five. So looks like we've got a tech support call for you. Yemi
2: yeah. Oshanaye, please report yeah, so to I I the I I, I I can server room, so, please. Before I go fix this tech support yep, thing, have, yeah, I will do take something. a sip. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam, are you okay doing the rest of this by yourself? Oh sure. I,
0: this feels I, like a I, this feels like a good place to wrap it. All right. Oh, Cheers, disagree. guys. I think we should include Carol. <laughs> oh, good night. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Will we'll was we'll trying to get dark. out of it anywhere. DevCast at night.
1: DevCast but after dark. Will, I think you're ruining the
0: branding of the whole right. thing. Let me
2: yeah, because
0: I guess you could have <laughs> DevCast <laughs> at
2: night and it's
1: still bright
0: out.
2: And I'm taking my cup with me. Damn it. <laughs> Blame Rebecca. All
0: right. Thanks everybody. Bye bye. Uh, thanks,
2: Will.
0: Thanks for listening to DevCast. By the way, Dev technology is growing, and that means we're hiring for a variety of positions, including DevOps engineers, SharePoint developers, Java developers, database developers and system engineers. To learn more about Dev technology and to view full job listings, visit devtechnology.com/careers. We've been rated as a top workplace by the Washington Post five years in a row based on employee surveys. And here's what application administrator Cindy. Had to say about working at Dev Technology.
1: I see the company always looking forward at what's coming out in 10 years and thinking, wow, well, do you think we could develop something like that in six and a half or seven years?
0: Now be sure to follow Dev Technology on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to make sure you're seeing the most recent job openings, as well as blog posts from our subject matter experts, and just to see some of the fun stuff our employees are up to around the office. Thanks for listening.